Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi, which is now the new contemporary state song for the state of Mississippi. I'm so happy for Steve. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime. The incredible outdoors of the state of Mississippi. I want to thank you for joining us on this powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at Ceasefire TV. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it's uh, April the 18th. 2022. I hope you had a great Christmas. Listen to me. Easter. I hope you had a great Easter weekend. I, I love Easter weekend, especially this year. A, a combination of a, of a one-year birthday for my grandson, Liam, and then church with family, and then Easter Day traditions. Among them, I might add, always frying speckled trout. It's, a, it's a sort of a, a wonderful weekend all together. I just love spending time with the family. My son Jordan and his friend Leland Dunning fished over the Pascula River this weekend, and uh, he had a um, they had a pretty good day. I mean, it was super windy. They spent some time over at Graveline Bayou, um, and he said, uh, you know, it was it was rough. Uh, they had to work hard. They got a, they got a few uh, speckled trout. He said there were about ten to fifteen boats over there, and uh, it was slow for all of them, best they could tell. But they were able to bring home some fish, and we were able to enjoy frying them yesterday. And uh, you know, just a, it was just a great Easter day. I've been, we're actually still waiting on some some weather uh, to settle down so that we can get offshore. I checked the weather this morning. It looks like things are this week are going to finally settle down just a little bit across the state. Let's hope so. I know that there are a lot of farmers who are working very hard to get their planning done. You know, these these regular occurrences of, of severe weather, it's been it's been pretty tough. I'm uh, really really happy to be right here in the Foundation Studio. And I can't thank you enough for listening. The feedback that we're getting for Super Talk Outdoors has been terrific, and I, I really appreciate that. Hey, listen, um, we're going to shift gears now. We're going to—I've been really looking forward to this conversation. I want to invite my friend Rick Dillard into uh, the Super Talk Outdoors conversation. And, uh, and first of all, I'll say, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about him here shortly. But just say, how you doing, Rick? I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm doing I'm doing awesome, man. Hey, listen, uh, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, certainly you're a biologist with the U.S. Forest Service, and you've done you've got oversight responsibility for national forest and and lakes across the state. I mean, like you're managing 1.2 million acres of, of wildlife habitat in some 75 public lakes. That's pretty significant. Um, but you also, sort of your claim to fame beyond that is the Magnolia Whitetail Deer Records Program. 
and then beyond that, just a pure love of deer hunting, like me. I love I love fishing and, and deer hunting. Spent a lot of time up in the Mississippi Delta. But man, there's a lot to talk about. And I told you before we went to the before we started the show that I wish we would have scheduled a whole show together. I think we'll have you back. We can. There's all there's so much to talk about. But how you doing, man? I'm doing fine. How about you, Ricky? I'm doing really well. So where, okay, first of all, I should point out you grew up in Potts Camp, which is between, uh, New Albany and Holly Springs. It's, that's north of Oxford. Um, I know about, I actually mentioned, I'd never heard of Potts Camp before until we had the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund and I mentioned something about, uh, Chairman Neil Whaley and uh and the need for his leadership on that deal on that bill and i you know so i went and studied the map and said okay that's that's a beautiful area of the country that's a great place to grow up in wasn't it it was it was great and uh we're surrounded by the holly springs national forest so uh i grew up hunting national forest lands and actually just south of potts camp is the uh upper end of sardis reservoir so i grew up fishing the backwaters of, uh, of sardis Wow. So uh, you've caught a few crappie in your day? I caught crappie. I caught bass. Man, I waded around in those sloughs and and uh, river runs. We call them river runs, uh, old oxbow lakes, and, and uh, just love fishing when I was growing up, 10, 12, 13, 14 years old. Fished every chance I got. When you look back on it, I certainly look at it this way, too, so regular listeners know this, but I often say about the outdoors that it kept me out of trouble. In a way, actually, it saved me. That's what I would say. It saved me. That I would rather, rather than gallivant, I'd rather be, you know, going to try to catch a redfish and, and whatever. But um, do you look at it that way, too? Yeah, I do. And, and you know what's funny is is I'm sure things have changed now with the kids now, but when I was growing up in high school, Every day when we came to school, that's all the guys got together and talked about is, is hunting and fishing, squirrel hunting, deer hunting, fishing. And every day, that's what we talked about. And the minute we got out of school, we ran home, we grabbed a fishing rod, and we went fishing. Or we ran home and grabbed a gun, and we went squirrel hunting. And that's what we did every day, all the time. <laughs> that is that is so cool. I think, really, I think that a, a family that fishes or hunts together stays together. But there's nothing better than good outdoors to solve some of the modern problems of today. iPhones right. and social media and all that. Who taught you to love the outdoors? My father. Uh, my father, uh, I mean, ever since I can remember from the time I was about five or six years old, I can remember the very first squirrel hunt he took me on. Uh I was in the first grade, had just gotten out of school, and he got off work. He came home and picked me up and carried me squirrel hunting with him. And I remember him shooting the squirrel and then falling out of the tree just as if it were yesterday. And uh, he took me fishing every chance he got. And, and uh, just to tell you how bad I had the bug, at times when he couldn't take me, I cried like a baby. I mean, I begged him, Daddy, please take me with you. And uh, I loved it that much. But, uh, yeah, I give all the credit to my father for uh, getting me hooked in the outdoors. Yeah, I had, had the same same uh, sort of uh, uh, reaction to what you were saying, that my father, he, he worked hard. You know, he's working a lot. But, you know, he loved the fish. He loved to squirrel hunt. We, we went on annual dove hunts together. And my two grandfathers, God bless them both, they, they spent so much time with me in the outdoors. And look, I, I can, how many times did your father say to you, if you don't leave your hook in the water, 
you're not going to catch anything. <laughs> so, I always I throw it out, reel it in, and throw it out and reel it in. You know the feeling, don't you? I know the feeling. I remember it exactly. Yep. Okay, so along the way, though, you started to really get into this whole notion of, of deer hunting. I mean, you actually described yourself as fanatical, but let's don't get to that point yet. Let's talk about where it started and, and this, this growing knowledge around it. Was, it. was it long before you became a biologist? It was. So, uh, again, when uh, I was about 10 years old and I was just probably 8 or 9 or 10 years old, I was fascinated with my father when he would go uh, deer hunting with his friends. And, of course, they ran dogs. But I would sit around and listen to the stories that they would tell as they chased deer. And they talked about these big bucks. They called them blue bucks back then. And uh, they chased these big bucks. And I was just fascinated. And I just couldn't wait till the opportunity uh, that I'd have the opportunity to go hunting. And uh, just story after story. And it was just so amazing to me. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. And it was in me. I just couldn't help it. Well, things progressed. <laughs> things progressed very significantly in your life uh, to the point that uh, you ultimately, I, I actually, I should say this, when you, as you were sort of progressing, did you ever in your wildest imagination dream that you would actually be part of creating the Magnolia Whitetail Deer Records Program? No, I did not. But I did know that I had a love and a fascination for large white-tailed deer. And again, as I listened to the stories of my father's friends uh, and remember seeing the big bucks, the racks from the big bucks that they killed, I was so fascinated with that. And I always wondered how big they were compared to other places. And it just uh, just went from there. I had no idea it was going to lead to Magnolia Records, but I had a fascination with large white-tailed deer. County by county, we we can now we have some data, man. We have serious data, and one of the things that I that I like to say is that we're the capital of the outdoors in America. I, and I and for regular listeners, you've heard me say this a hundred times, but if someone is listening for the first time, you think about the offshore fishing and the backwater fishing of coastal Mississippi, turkey hunting. That's I mean, just about some of the best around all over the state. When you look at the Mississippi Delta and what's happening there with with uh, with uh, big bucks and, and great duck and deer hunting, but the great the great buck hunting is not just in the Mississippi Delta. It's, it could it could it's really all across the state. You are in a great position to understand that. When you add it all up, Mississippi is really the capital of the outdoors, isn't it? It is, no doubt. Uh, And I wanted to be able to show the rest of the country that. So just to kind of give you a quick background on that, I traveled back in the the early to mid-1990s. I was traveling around going to different outdoor shows. And I'd been to outdoor shows in Missouri, Ohio, uh, North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia. And... I was just amazed at how they were so proud and they uh, showed off their big bucks. And uh, I wanted to be able to do the same thing. And so I came back with the outdoor, uh, came back with the idea of Magnolia Records and I pitched it to the Wildlife Federation and MDWFP. 
But let's do this. When we come back, we're going to continue the journey and uh, and tell the story about how this became such a, a great data collection tool and a great bragging tool for Mississippi and uh, at all points in between. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Rick Dealer. We'll see you after this break. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Mississippi has more eyes in our name than any other state. That just makes sense. We're not just a star on the flag. We're the state where people follow theirs. Whether you're cutting a new path or following the road less taken, the bank that actually gets you there is just a few exits down. With more accessible, flexible lenders, more product choices, and more cutting-edge digital banking. When you move to your own beat, nothing beats local. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. One 
Mississippi. I love it. The new state song for the state of Mississippi from my friend Steve Azor. That's so awesome. Hey, we have uh, Rick Dillard with us today. He's a biologist for the U.S. Forest Service. He's uh, he's done so much. He's uh, oversees fish and wildlife programs for the National Forest in Mississippi. He's got responsibilities across the state. He started the Magnolia White-Tailed Deer Records Program, which is literally a, a county by county, I would say bragging rights for the state of Mississippi. Uh, when you started, I, I, you mentioned you never dreamed that it would become what it is, but now that it's become it, it is significant what it is, what you're cataloging, isn't it? It is this significant uh, because initially we just started out wanting to be able to show county by county the largest books that it come from each county, but uh, because we teamed up with the deer biologists with the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, they thought that this was a wonderful opportunity to capture a whole lot more data on these books. And so we were able to capture everything from the soil region that it came from to what type of management, whether it was private land or public land or, or DMAP clubs or whatever. And uh, we were able to capture so much information. And when you put that into a computer, database and you start analyzing all of that, you really start to see some neat trends start to pop out. Uh, and we still haven't scratched the surface on the amount of data that we have that, that we can utilize. And lastly as well, uh, Dr. Steve Damaris, uh, the uh, lead deer researcher at Mississippi State University has also used this data uh, to help him uh, understand uh, deer and large bucks and where they have come across come from across the state. Hey, so Rick, when you look at when you look at the data, and, and like you said, you, we've only just begun to realize how we might be able to extrapolate the data to learn more. What stands out to you? Well, one of the things that stands out, of course, number one is 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 that uh, the Mississippi Delta, as we all know, is probably the top region in the state for producing large bucks on average. They're larger there than anywhere else in the state. But there are pockets of other areas across the state that go unknown uh, that people don't know about. And they're not large areas, but there's pockets within counties where more than one big buck has been killed from uh, that we're finding out about. So, like, where's where are one or two of those pockets located? Uh, I'll just name one of them that will surprise everybody is DeSoto County in North Mississippi, just south of Memphis. Uh, DeSoto County has produced some really large bucks, despite the fact that it's probably the fastest <laughs> commercial and residential area in the state, given the fast growth of South Haven and Olive Branch and Hernando. But uh, uh, DeSoto County has produced some really large bucks. You know, what's interesting is, uh, of course, we, we always think about coastal Mississippi not having bigger deer. And we think it's because of genetics. But what we've learned through the research of Mississippi State and others is really about generational, you know, what, what the feeding that they do generationally. And so if you've got if you've got really good, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the whatever the uh, nutrients might be for a particular area, if the mother has access to that and you have you have that over generations, you can really produce some big deer, can't you? You can. And Magnolia Records has also showed us that because we also captured the year in which uh, the deer were killed. And when we go back and look at that, there's certain pockets or areas in South Mississippi that back during the 1960s and 70s, 
uh, produced larger than average deer uh, than what you would see down there now. Uh, part of it was the habitat. People raised a lot of soybeans back then. And also the herd was expanding. And so uh, we've got records of some 160, 170, even some 180-inch bucks that have come from that part of the world uh, 40, 50 years ago a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, Rick, what's interesting about, uh, if you go back and look at the three farms that I manage now, um, one of them, it's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure around it, but it's about a, a thousand acres. It's 500 in the Delta, 500 in the hills. And the people who had had the deer, had, had the land before, before I, I leased it, was, they, they shot a lot. They shot, shot a whole bunch. But in a period of about, okay, let's see, four or five years, we've been able to take what, I would say the average deer, you know, big deer might have been in the 120s. We, we, we got two this year in the upper 140s. One was nearly 150. And we had a couple on camera that are much bigger than that. It's frustrating because you get them on camera and you know, they, you know, one third of them are going to be pretty residential. One third of them are going to have a pretty decent range. But then another third of them, man, they may go a long way away. <laughs> it's not just one or two, but it's a third of your herd. That's right. And we're, we're, we have a lot of farmland. So a lot of deer come to our place during, during agricultural times and then they might go back or at least a third or two-thirds of them will go back to where they came from that's frustrating but understanding that's really important but i think by managing you know managing doe population and being very focused on passing on deer that's the thing that we've you know we, we do religiously and, and, and putting minimums on the on the deer that we want to shoot it makes a huge difference in a relatively short period of time it does and uh, again, I keep going back to Magnolia Records because we were able to get some really good data out of that. Back in 1994, when Mississippi first inst in, uh, instituted the four-point rule, uh, overall, the four-point rule may not have been the best, but it got people to start thinking about passing younger deer and letting them get a little bit older. When we started charting the number of deer that were entered in Magnolia Records, there was this sharp increase that started about 1995 or 1996, which coincided right after the four-point rule. And it went up, 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 up. It had to be because of that, because it got people to start thinking, hey, I need to start passing on some of these younger deer. So it does work. It makes a huge difference. And I, I don't think I've had a... Uh, a white-tailed deer expert from across the state who hasn't said the same thing. That what's happening? You know, there was a long period of time. Certain parts of the state. I mean, we virtually didn't see deer, and they slowly reintroduced them. And so over the years, you know, getting to the four, you know, you think about four-point rule. At one point, just passing on a deer that had any antlers was just unheard of. And slowly but surely, we've educated people, and people, you know, private land and, and uh, public land alike have really begun to understand the relationship between seeing deer, seeing big deer, and, and being willing to pass on deer. And those new, those new uh, behaviors for hunters have really taken hold, haven't they? They have. They sure have. And it's reflected in, in the, uh, the deer that we've received in Magnolia Records. So, hey, so Rick, when you look back at this past season, the last couple of seasons because of COVID, a lot more people out hunting. <laughs> they felt safe in the outdoors. What do you what do you see in the size of of, of deer that 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 we've shot across the state in the last couple of years? Well, there was a pretty significant increase in uh, 
the number of say 125, 130, 135 inch deer. Um, however, what is interesting is that the 160, 170, 180 inch deer have gone down. We hit our peak back around 2010, 2011. So those really, really top end deer, we peaked out then and it's kind of fallen off, but we have seen an increase in the 130, 135 inch deer. Yeah, that's, a, that's interesting. You have a theory on that? You have a theory on that? Uh, part of it is, is, is it takes everything has to line up just right in order to produce those top end deer. So you have to have the right conditions. Uh, when the fawns are born, as you mentioned uh, earlier with MSU's research, and then that has to correspond with having good weather, good habitat conditions for four or five years in a row, and everything has to line up. And also allowing those deer to get older, uh, that you have a, a big cohort or your class of deer that come out doing that. And different things happen that just doesn't allow that to line up. And, of course, when you're shooting them, a really good deer that's four years old, that's 135, 140-inch deer, it's not going to make 170. And yeah. hard for people to pass those up, me included. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I can, it's hard. 150 to 160 class deer is hard to do. And the other yep. thing is that technology, man, camera technology has gotten so much better. So, you know, we're able to, like, zero in more so than maybe we were in the past, particularly with the cellular technology. And uh, that's made people way more efficient than probably they need to be in, in a lot of cases. Do you, do you agree with that? I agree with that. And, and it's caused people to hold out because I've seen situations where I've hunted several days in a row, and I swear there's not a mature deer in the area. Go back and check my card, and he's coming to it 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, wow, he's here. And so you don't settle for that 110-inch uh, eight point because you know there's something larger out there, and you keep waiting. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. It gives them hope when you've got that type of technology. Well, uh, Troy Ruaz of the of the uh, um, Primus clan said that I would enjoy having a conversation with you, and he was right. You also recently got the... Uh, a, a, a turkey grand slam when we when we get together again in the next few weeks we'll come back together again we're going to continue the conversation i want to talk about your love of turkey hunting about pursuing the, the grand slam and you've got some great stories to tell you're also an official measure for Boone and crockett club obviously and uh so you've got a lot of experience there so there's a lot to talk about yet rich it's been a pleasure to talk to you this morning though my friend okay thanks ricky enjoy it this has been rick diller when we come back we'll continue the conversation we'll see you after this break From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Some clouds here and there to partly sunny skies, high near 70 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 45. Your Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 72. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy conditions, low around 51. And for your Wednesday, mostly cloudy conditions, high near 78. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. 
Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Does your driveway need a little spring because your tired vehicle has sprained its sprung? Well, then you need to bring your brung to Pinnacle Motors. Steve Owen and the friendly staff at Pinnacle Motors can up your game and get your ride back to where it should be. If they don't have it, they'll work for you in finding the best pre-owned car, truck, and SUV that's been inspected and has a warranty. They're also still buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Just dream. Dream big. Because for four days, there are no limits during Miskelly's big event. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Save up to 15% off the looks you want. Plus, with 60 months financing, there's never a down payment required. Don't wait any longer to buy your new sectional or bedroom. With savings up to 15% and easy payments, this is the sale you've been waiting for. The big event through Monday only at Miskelly's. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves assigned a bill into law that extends the period to renew a driver's license without having to take a test. House Bill 971, which is effective immediately, allows for a license to be expired for up to five years before a person in Mississippi would have to take a test to renew it. The previous time period for a test to be required after a license expiration was 18 months. HB 971 also prohibits anyone who has been convicted of a trafficking crime on either the state or federal level from driving a commercial vehicle. And the Gulfport City Council will consider a new police chief on Tuesday night. Just last week, Gulfport Mayor Billy Hughes chose Adam Cooper as the city's new police chief. Cooper, who has served as GPD's commander of operations since 2018, has been a member of the department for 27 years. If ratified by the council, Cooper's official start date as chief will be May 1, 2022. Gulfport is the state's second largest city with a population a little north of 71,000. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today. Losing power can be a major disturbance for homeowners. Taylor Power Systems offers a full line of Riggs and Stratton home standby generators in numerous sizes to keep your lights on during a power outage. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today, 601-932-5674, to discuss a standby generator for your home. 
keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News. At supertalk.fm. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors as we listen to One Mississippi by my dear friend Steve Azor, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi, the theme song for Super Talk Outdoors. But now, now, officially the contemporary state song for the state of Mississippi. I'm so proud of Steve and uh, look forward to that gaining some traction. I think it's going to create some great opportunities for us to promote the state of Mississippi because the song is full of so much to be proud of about this great state. By the way, I really enjoyed that conversation with Rick Diller. I can't wait to come back and have conversations with him about so much of what he loves about the outdoors. Uh, just It's fun just to have conversation with people who care deeply about this place we call Mississippi. So now let's move over to my friend John Grucci, who's the Private Lands uh, Program Coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And he's a good friend. He's been on the show before. And I really enjoy it because, he, man, listen, he's got a, his finger on the pulse of what it takes to, to be successful from a wildlife management point of view. And he's been with the agency since 2007. John, how you doing, buddy? Oh, doing good. A L- little wet, a little soggy. We got uh, we got several inches of rain over the weekend, but we're doing good, Mr. Riggy. Yeah, well, look, at the beginning of the show, I said this, that I, I checked the weather before we started the show, and it looks like we may get a bit of a reprieve, at least on these major systems coming through this week. And uh, we need a reprieve down here. We need we need some of the fresh water to get out of the salt water here in coastal Mississippi, and uh, we need it to get calm offshore so we can get offshore and, and, uh, and see what's going on out there. We have not been offshore yet, literally not one time, because the weather's been just absolutely unrelenting. Same same true all across the state isn't it oh that's right man we've uh uh this is this is about the third wet spring we've had in a row you know we haven't really had a a drought of any of any measure i mean we had a bad drought in 15 and 16 but uh with just a month here and there we were a little dry through the winter actually you know got some fire uh they had some some flare-ups i guess the forestry commission did with fire wildfires but other than that the weather has just been kind of soggy a lot of turkey turkey hunters are calling saying man i've been washed out a bunch of days not much we can do about that yeah no it is it is what it is you just wait for the good times and and uh and take take best advantage of it that you can at that moment so john let's remind people who didn't hear us talk before what the private lands program is at the department man i appreciate it. yeah so uh i'm actually the coordinator the statewide coordinator of the private lands program and essentially we have a staff of trained wildlife biologists who are available at no charge to visit with individual private landowners there's no acreage restrictions there's no other uh, other types of restrictions you can just go to our website at mdwfp.com slash private lands 
and request a site visit. Uh, if you do it over the website, we do ask you to go ahead and put your map. You, there's a, uh, an application where you can put your property map in, and that just tells us so much information. You know, then we can, if you just draw us a little a little map on there in the application we have, then we can know your soils before we get there. Of course, we can know how to get there. A lot of different things, a lot of different information. So free service. Uh, we've got between every biologist uh, is going to do uh, a combined. We do over 300 site visits a year um, and impact over 350,000 acres every year. That's that, that's truly incredible. You know, one of the things that those of us who are already thinking about preparing for next year's deer season, and even if you're not preparing for next year's deer season, you're just you're just in the process of of uh, thinking about wildlife habitat and, and weed control and things like this. It is really incredible. I have obviously have farmer friends that we we lease farms from, and uh, they've had to really contend with a lot of skyrocketing prices as it relates to herbicides, as it relates to um, uh, nitrogen and other fertilizers. As I mean, listen, diesel fuel. It, this is a very interesting time, and and my costs each year for for just doing food plots are a little bit more than three thousand dollars. Well, if you apply the current, and that's not that's before herbicides. That's just that's just fertilizer yes. seeds. But if you apply the current cost increases to that, we're looking at probably four to five, maybe even greater than $5,000. So I'm already beginning to think about what I can do to deal with that. Are you hearing other people thinking about that as well? Not only are we hearing other people as the agency, we are a large consumer of diesel fuel and seed and fertilizer. So we're dealing with it on multiple fronts. I can tell you that uh, I just bought a herbicide. Not only is it expensive it is hard to get we're going to have a hard time getting glyphosate we're going to have a hard time with availability on certain seed products we could not get joint vetch very readily um, anything that's coming from overseas the the generic chemicals are hard to get the branded chemicals we can get so what i would uh what i would encourage folks to do is to look at your food plot program and look at what you're doing and think you know what can i do to streamline this and get the best return on investment. And, you know, we should be thinking about that anyway, but at times when we get lean, that's when we really got to tighten things up. And so uh, if you're a, a dove hunter and you've been doing a high-dollar sunflower type situation, you know, those sunflower plots, which are uh, pretty expensive on the front end, you know, this year they're going to be very expensive. And so you might want to think, can I go to uh, a, a sorghum plot? Could I get in some uh, millet and maybe add some diversity to that dove field and try to defray some of the costs with a different style of planting? The other thing is if, if people are planting a big acreage, I would encourage you to shrink that acreage down and try to maximize your good dirt. Everybody knows where their good soil is. Maybe you've got some plots where you're planting that flood or that have a really dry ground. They dry out in the summer. Let's try to focus on those good sites and really spend our money wisely. You know, here's a, let me get, again, applying it to my situation because I'm thinking about what most people who have to manage uh, you know, uh, land, particularly around deer, uh, what they what must be going through their heads, but like for example, let me tell you what we do. We plant a mixture, a five-way mixture: it's oats, cereal, rye, and wheat, and then arrowhead clover and crimson clover. 
Mm-hmm. Now, in certain areas where the, and, and I can, you know, it's, I, I wish I could tell you the rhyme or reason because I haven't done a soil test to know this for sure, but the Arrowhead and the Crimson Clover in certain areas have done extraordinarily well. I mean, just year after year, sure. it does extraordinarily well. I'm actually considering in those areas, because those are perennials, right? I mean, in those areas, managing to just let that come back again and not trying to go in there and rip the soil up and, you know, and start all from scratch what's your thoughts about that sure well that's a good uh a good policy what those uh arrow leaf and crimson clover are actually reseeding annuals even though they a lot of people think they're perennials they're so vigorously reseed that they are uh you know they look like they function as perennials so uh particularly if you make a good the best way you can manage that is to let those plants come to seed this right now they're coming to seed crimson clover throughout all the state is, is pretty red flower right now arrow leaf clover will flower in about june let those finish you wait till about the fourth of july and then spray roundup on that plot to they're they're going to be finished and dead their seed will have made <coughs> spray roundup to try to kill the johnson grass and crabgrass and any of the weeds that are coming up and then you can bush all that plot and let it sit until the fall and lightly scratch it and you'd be shocked at how much and when i say lightly scratch i don't mean a big heavy plow or a disc i'm talking about a, a farm disc and straighten the blades out scratch it a little bit and you'd be shocked at how much of that is going to come back natural so just capitalizing on your reseeding annuals is another really good tactic and that's for your fall plantings now i was kind of talking about summer plantings back there when i'm uh, you know pounding on the dove field situation but you mentioned another thing soil test you know people that haven't been soil testing now this is the time when i want to make sure that i'm not putting that wasted fertilizer um and soil test mississippi state university is uh, a great source of information for that talk to your county extension office and ask them for some soil test and envelopes go out and you know they can even give you a little guide it's not hard to take a soil test um go out and test those plots individually and and uh and, and try to see exactly how much you can put out so if, you know let me let me ask you that too if you look at the other three uh, things that I mentioned, the um, cereal rye, the wheat, and the oats. Mm-hmm. Those are heading out as well. So will those reseed as well? Not nearly as vigorously. So they're, they're, that's one of the reasons there's a good industry around selling that seed year after year. You know, they're, uh, they're not nearly as vigorous reseeders. They will in some level, but you could also top sow that. So if you allow on the reseeding of your crimson and arrow leaf, then you could just top sow or side dress a little bit of uh, weed on maybe with your fertilizer application and try to get, uh, try to get a little bit, a little bit out of that wheat. But the, the seed viability, you know, those seed, for one thing, they're, they're pretty highly predated, you know, weed and, and oats and, and cereal rye, the birds are going to eat them and stuff like that. But for another thing, you know, once they sit above ground and get get rained on and all that, we have seed issues. So, seed okay, so okay, so in that situation where we're going to let the let the two clovers reseed, mm-hmm. what? Okay, so still go in there and hit it with some fertilizer, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Based on the soil test, if you're able to soil test, I would try to soil test and see. Uh, See what you can, you know, what's the best fertilizer mixture. I can guarantee you're not going to get a recommendation for nitrogen. So the people that are putting out triple 13, triple 17, you're probably just going to get a potash and and, uh, phosphorus recommendation. And you're probably going to get a lime recommendation. Now, lime needs to be incorporated. We can talk about that later on, but that's probably what you're looking at. 
Okay, so when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Boy, people are facing some really high costs, and John Crucci is in the business. Not Crucci is in the business. Not only is thinking about it from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks perspective, because they buy a lot of stuff, but he's thinking about private landowners and the dilemma that so many of us are facing. So when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. I said three Mississippi to this land called home. I breathe Mississippi till I'm dead and gone. Just carry on. I'll carry on. Mississippi. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. Our friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, Walt Behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. When you partner with R.J. Young for your business printing needs, you get the R.J. Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose R.J. Young for your HP-wide format equipment and supplies needs. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. R.J. Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. 
Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi Outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. We have John Grucci with us. He's the Private Lands Program Coordinator for the state of Mississippi. And, John, it occurs to me that we need to come back together again in the very near future. (laughs) Because a lot of the questions that I have for you, I think a lot of people have right now as they're trying to wrestle with this. One of the questions I asked you while we were at break was, we're doing both nitrogen and 13 13 13 on all of our food plots and i mean our our fertilizer costs are going to be enormous this year and i was asking you should we just go to 13 13 13 or just go to nitrogen as a way of just saving some costs this year if you were us what would you do Sure. Well, that's a good question, and uh, any any biologist is always going to answer every question with a statement. It depends, you know. It depends. That's so right. It, it kind of depends on what you want to do. There are a couple of different strategies here. The right answer really is to gather a soil test and try to figure out exactly what the prescription is. It's kind of like trying to bake a cake without a recipe, you know, if you don't have a soil test. But in the absence of a soil test, what we were kind of talking about is there are some different strategies. So uh, for folks. And, and really, we could do a lot with it with the spreadsheets and stuff and do the math. But there is a strategy where you could just use the cereal grain. So let's say that we can get a hold of wheat for very inexpensive. Generally, the wheat tends to be hardy. It plants on a bunch of different sites. It's fairly inexpensive in a normal year. Go with 120 pounds of wheat to the acre and fertilize it with only nitrogen. That is a strategy that would be a way to get protein in the deer's belly and to more than anything a lot of people want to just get them visible you know one of the big parts of deer hunting is being able to harvest the right number of does and if you're going to get does in in front of your your pistol you know your rifle that's going to be a, a way to do that now the other way would be to have a more and probably the way most people would recommend most biologists is to have a diverse planting like you've already mentioned with four or five different things so we have different forages that are peaking in production at different times of year and in that case, you're really going to have to think more about root and seed growth and that kind of thing. And so you're going to need that uh, phosphorus and potassium, uh, which is going to come from either your triple 13 or you can buy, like I mentioned earlier, you can buy myriad of potash or you can buy triple superphosphate. Um, right now, we're having a hard time getting urea. So people are having to buy ammonium nitrate, which is so much more expensive. <laughs> it's just a people are going to have to call ahead to the co-op do not show up on the day of call ahead and figure out what they've got and what the prices are and then start thinking from there and maybe put the pencil to the paper 
I mean, it's a good. I, I like the the thought of this. If we've got some food plots where we've had really good and vigorous growth of clover, of clover, sure. Do what you said. Go in there and 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 put a weed killer out. Go in there and cut it, and then lightly scratch the surface, and then let it start to grow. And then you can. We can always come in there because the thing about wheat is it's so forgiving. I mean, you yeah. can go in there and scatter it all over the place. You don't really have to do much. You don't have to go in there and mess it, mess up the growth of the clover. Just go in there and supplement it, and it will probably grow just fine. And you're probably going to be pretty good in that situation, aren't you? And we've had plots that have reseeded for 20 years uh, without ever adding seed. You know, crimson especially is a vigorous reseeder, but arrowleaf as well. Um, and they, we get really good production when we get rain. You know, if they have good soil fertility, good pH, really good production out of those clovers. Well, that, that gives me some strategy to think about as we approach this. We we do uh, about 40 food plots across the three farms, so. It uh, it adds up pretty quickly the cost. Right. As you think about people doing summer food plots, what what's what you thinking on that? Sure, man. For in terms of just in general uh, function and, and physiology, nutrition and physiology of white-tailed deer, summer nutrition is very important, and that's why we push so much prescribed burning and summer plantings. Most of the folks know that if they've got experience, you know, soybean is a very highly prized deer forage. And the reason for that is it's high in production, it's very palatable. And uh, and so when we're selecting forages, we try to think about what you have available to you in terms of your size of the planting, the soil fertility and that kind of thing. And, uh, and if your summer forage is fit for you, you know, it may be a situation where you don't have large plots. If you plant a summer forage, it's gonna get browsed out. So it just yeah. depends on what the, the goals and objectives of the landowner are and what you have available to you for your management. Hey, we talked a little bit about this offline, and we don't have time to go into great detail, but we have, one of our farms is part of it's in the hills, part of it's in the delta. The hills, there's a real problem yeah. with kudzu, and it's growing like crazy. Um, do you guys, I mean, I could call the department, and there, there are people available to sort of advise us on how to approach that? Absolutely. So uh, any non-native species, kudzu, kogan grass, um, Japanese climbing fern, there's a slew of them. Um, we are very experienced in all that, and we can make herbicide recommendations. There's also a potential to get cost share from USDA, NRCS, uh, to be able to offset some of the costs for spraying herbicides. But in general, with kudzu, you know, we're using, depending on whether it's in pine or hardwood, we're going to use a chemical called Escort or a chemical called Milestone. Well, look, we're going we're going to talk more about that because I I think I'm gonna gonna inquire about getting some help with that. It's just spreading like wildfire, and it's taking over some of our our more cherished areas. And uh, we'll spend more time in the next time we, you and I visit to talk more about that as well. But anyway, this has been John Grucci. He's the Private Lands Program Coordinator for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Have a great day, man. Appreciate you joining. Yeah, appreciate it, Ricky. Thank you. Have a great day, and as usual, stay safe when you're in the outdoors. We'll see you next week. Mississippi to this land called home. I'll breathe Mississippi till I'm dead and gone. Just carry on. I'll carry on. Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.